0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellman, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the daily check-in for September 17th, 2020. It's Thursdays, and Thursdays, well, they're kind of on the edge. I've been doing more with Raspberry Pis lately, so I thought today I would walk through the process of setting up a Raspberry Pi to boot off of a USB stick instead of off the SD card. And this is useful because SD cards don't have the greatest track record when it comes to failures on a Raspberry Pi. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe it's just the construction of the SD card, but generally speaking, USB sticks have a slightly better lifetime. Why not move yours over? My understanding is that that was easier on a Raspberry Pi 3, but was not really available on a Raspberry Pi 4 on the regular Raspbian, or now Raspberry Pi OS, with the official bootloader. Now it is. It's supported as of September, like, 3rd. So I thought I'd go through just a quick, here's how you do it, uh, and hopefully nothing will go wrong. We'll see. Before we get into that, why don't we check in? How you doing? How's Thursday treating you? Is it, is it a good day for you so far? Are you feeling a little melancholy because autumn's coming? And, you know, autumn can inspire those kind of feelings. The leaves are starting to change. It's getting a little cooler outside. I actually had to wear sweatpants today. That was weird. I've been in shorts for, like, months straight because I don't go anywhere. So it's it's been a funky uh, funky chicken kind of time. But I'm, I'm excited for the autumn, for the fall, for us, us Americans, and I, I hope you are too. Or if you're down in Australia, I guess you're moving into spring, which is cool too. So two of my favorite seasons, fall and spring. Love them, temperatures are good, weather is basically where I want it. Summer's too hot, winter's too cold. Let, let's keep it in the middle somewhere. <laughs> so, Anyway, why don't we get into this Raspberry Pi demo? So let me go ahead and share out my screen. All right, so here's my setup. I've got Visual Studio Code and I am SSH'd into the Raspberry Pi that I'm going to be configuring. So I've already got this Raspberry Pi. I flashed the SD card with the standard Raspberry Pi operating system. I did make a few tweaks to it to be able to display it. So if I actually, I have it hooked up to my Camlink 4K, and now you should be able to see this is the actual video output of the Raspberry Pi, so we could see it boot up in real time. And I did that by making an adjustment. So if we go back to my screen, in the config.txt file, after I flashed that SD card, but before I put it in the Raspberry Pi, I went in config.txt and I added the lines HDMI group two, which tells it what style of display to use, and HDMI mode nine, which puts it in 800 by 600 display. Otherwise, if you hook it up to an HDMI, it's gonna try to do max resolution, which is gonna make it very hard to see what's on the screen, especially if you're trying to follow along. So I did that and I also created a folder called SSH in the boot directory. And what that enabled me to do was to automate the enablement of SSH. So it was enabled right out of the box and that's what I'm connected to now. I'm connected to this and I've renamed the host SD card boot so we can see that I'm currently booted off of the SD card. I've also formatted a USB stick with Raspberry Pi operating system on it, and I've pushed that into the Raspberry Pi, so it's already in there, and I actually have it mounted on the path Media my USB. so we can make edits to that file as well. Now, in order to support boot off of this mass storage device, we first need to update our bootloader to the most recent bootloader, which would be that September 3rd bootloader, because that's the one that actually supports booting off of the mass media device. Prior to that, that option's not available. If you want to see what version of bootloader you're running, you can run this command right here. It's VC gen command bootloader version. So we'll go ahead and run that down here, we can see I'm running the April sixteenth, 2020 version of the bootloader, which is when I ordered this Raspberry Pi basically, that was the current version, so it shipped with that. Now if I want to get the updated bootloaders, you simply run apt update and apt full upgrade, that'll pull down any new bootloaders and put them in the appropriate directories. If we want to look at the current bootloader configuration, we can swap out the command with bootloader underscore config. So if we run that, it gives us all of our bootloader options. The one that we're interested in is boot order, and that's this one right here. And this defines what device it's going to try to boot off of. Right now, the OX1, basically I believe that tries a network boot, a SD card boot, and then a network boot. And if neither of those work out, it just stops right there. Well, that's not what we want. We want to boot off of a mass media storage device. And that is going to be number four. So the code is going to change when we update our bootloader to be that new boot code. And I'll show you how that works in a second. So I've already run the apt update and app full upgrade because I figured you didn't really want to watch that. And so if we look in this specific path, it's lib firmware, Raspberry Pi, bootloader, stable. These are all the stable bin files that are the bootloader. And the most recent one in here is in fact this 2020 9 That's the newest one. That's the one that supports the mass media device. If we wanted to, if first thing we need to do to install this bootloader is I'm gonna go ahead and copy it to my current working directory and out of this directory so we're not messing with it. And then there is a utility called RPI dash EEPROM dash config that lets you do things with the bin file and one of those is extract out the boot configtxt file that's Within that ROM or in that EEPROM I should call it. So let's go ahead and do that. And now we have that boot Conf file. I'm gonna cat that out and This is the updated settings for the bootloader and this is actually what we want you see that the boot order is oxf 41 I think F is for repeat, but four is the one we care about because four says try the mass media device before you try the SD card. So it'll try to boot off the mass media device first. So if we have a USB stick inserted, it's gonna try to boot off of that, assuming it has a valid operating system on it. Okay, that's cool. Now to actually update it, we need to point it at this bin file and use the utility rpi eeprom-update to do that. Now I'm not quite ready to do that because first I want to prep my USB stick so I don't lose being able to show it and I want SSH enabled. And like I said, I have that mounted on Media My USB. So let's go over to that, Media My USB. This is, I have the boot um, partition mounted here and you see one of the files is in fact config.txt. So we can do nano config.txt. This is what we're looking for, and it really doesn't matter where you put it, but here's where it is in the config file, and we can just do hdmi underscore group. We want this set to two, and then hdmi underscore mode equal to nine. That's it. We'll go ahead and write that out. And the other thing I want to do is get this Uh, SSH enabled, so I'm just going to do make directory SSH. That's all you have to do. It'll know to start SSH at boot That should do it for this. Let's go back to our home directory and now we're going to run the update command. So let me grab this here and paste it down here. There we go and The file name is a little bit different. So I'll just you know tab it out there. This should now update the bootloader. So go ahead and run that. And that's it, it doesn't really take very long. It's not a big file. The last thing we need to do is to reboot the system and it should update that. Now you can't see that, which is why I have this HDMI share. So now this is the live system that should be rebooting with that updated bootloader. And don't be scared if it's blank for a little bit because it is actually doing some work in the background to update its bootloader to this newer version so it has to unpack it and kind of get used to itself as it were so we're going to wait a couple seconds for this to start displaying on the screen i hope that it works because this is the part that i was feeling a little funky about <laughs> it's like i don't know if this is going to work exactly the way i want it to but i really hope that it does so i we'll give this a few more minutes to bake but you know if it fails it fails The video that I want to do next week uh, along the Raspberry Pi lines is what I really like to do is I found this utility for setting up K3S clusters. That's called K3S up also pronounced ketchup. It's written by Alex Ellis and there's a whole GitHub around it. I want to go find, I want to go through the process of installing K3S with that and also install his OpenFAS system and kind of take a look at how that works. Oh, it looks like mm, it's definitely on, but it still hasn't grabbed anything. Maybe I could try to get back into the terminal. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, let me go back to my screen share. So for whatever reason, my HDMI didn't come back on that. That's fine. Whatever. It did boot back up and I just SSH'd back into it. So it's fine. Let's just confirm we're on the newer version of the bootloader by running that VC gen command. And this should show that we are now on the September 3rd bootloader. That's what we want to see. And if we look at the bootloader config, There we go, it's on the correct bootloader. So what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna unplug the power cable. I'm gonna take out the SD drive and boot it and see if it boots into my USB stick. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, let's see. All right, so I am unplugging the device. I am pulling out the SD card. There we go, there's the SD card, just pulled it out. And I'm gonna plug the device back in. There we go, and I'll share out the HDMI and we'll see if we get any kind of uh, display on this. If we don't, we don't, but that's fine. So at this point, it should technically boot off of that USB stick that I have in and enable SSH by default. So if I don't see anything on the screen or this happens to you, as long as you got your network cable plugged in, you should see it on your network and be able to SSH into it. So, so far I don't see anything, but you know what? I've rambled on long enough already. So that's what I wanted to show today. That is the basically the process that you have to go through to get USB boot enabled, and then you can boot off of a USB stick to your heart's content. Another thing you can do is network boot, which is a bit more complicated and would be a much longer video, so I'm not going to get into that today. But that's all I have for today. Tomorrow's Friday, so it's going to be all about Vault certifications. And um, until then, stay healthy, stay safe, everybody. Thanks for watching.